0: Hey universe. Oh boy. It's uh ten forty-eight. Here on the 6th of December. And uh it's my brother-in-law's birthday. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Hi, <laughs> and fever. Alright, pause. You okay? Um And in the middle of four days off, yesterday, today, tomorrow, and the next day, well, this morning at 7.40 when I woke up and realized that my cannabis hyperemesis syndrome was in full flare-up, well, here we sit, what, some 15 hours later, I probably had 25 hot baths and showers. And I still feel like shit, so... The old spunk meter on this recording is probably going to be a little lower than usual. Wait, spunk meter? I don't know if that's what I meant. But anyway, let's just say I'm not bringing my A-game. Pause, pause, unpause, pause, whatever, pause. Alright, unpause. Oop, Phoebe's eating cookies, so hang on. And by cookies, I don't mean cookies. Alright, unpause, pause. Okay, I'm pause. So, I guess first things first. What does a flare-up of cannabis hyper-emesis, hyperemesis syndrome mean? Well, it means essentially that your small and large intestines stop working. Or at least they stop sending signals to keep moving things along. So, like a bad traffic jam where there are accidents aplenty and nothing can get around. Well, imagine swallowing a bag of concrete, and then a gallon of water, and then have somebody shake you up and down, and then, well, you get the picture. It's the kind of discomfort that is honestly... Unfortunately, um, completely, completely debilitating. And if the only thing that you can do to relieve the tension, the pressure, the discomfort is slide into a scalding hot shower, well, then you know what my day was like. A waste of time. But I didn't want to end it without getting something done, since watching The Matrix 2 doesn't really count. And I'm only to the architect scene anyway, so... Neo with a bunch of TVs and a dude in a chair will have to wait. Because what I would like to do is at least get through, if not the post office box, which is quite a bit of shit to get through. This page and this page plus the post office box, plus the other notes. I mean, shit, it's piling up again. Lots to say, and apparently no time to say it, because i got to take a hot shower. No, I don't. I just got out of one, so. Okay, let's open with the list of shit you are going to put up with if you continue to listen any further, and I recommend that you don't. There is nothing here of substance for anyone... Other than, well, one person. And that's not me. So is that you? Probably not. So get on with your life. Go do something great. Go direct the highway scene in The Matrix 2 and fucking retire because that scene is awesome. But if you're not going to do that, well, you should know that everything going on here is me. It's all me. There's no consultation with anybody. There's no prep work with my team. There's no advisement on subject matter. There's no running this episode past the team of man, We don't think you want to put that one out. It's just me. All me. From the artwork to the sound engineering fails, it's all me. And, uh, I guess I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm not saying collaboration is problematic. It's not. I'm not even saying that I wouldn't be open to collaborating in this format with the right co-host. But I believe collaboration for me is going to come down to more random interaction than it is set studio hiring and co-host production. This will always be me speaking about me, and me tribulations and trials and whatever else I got going on, including flaring up my cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. I mean what am <coughs> Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um and the <coughs> You gotta be kidding me. Uh okay. So What sort of lunatic decides to document and confess to a world of inconsistency and unknowns as if they are to blame for all of it? What kind of attention-seeking whore am I, right? And I certainly uh, can come to... uh, the center of that realization, and think, yeah, what's the plan here? And so, when push comes to shove, what I am doing here is silencing the harassment of my dreams, telling me I'm overdue, I've been negligent in my actions, and frankly, it's time my voice was heard. Because according to the characters that harass me in my dreams, there is a voice out there that I will connect with. And that voice, whoever they are, whatever they are, uh, will move forward through whatever unwinding all this nonsense provides. And since... I've basically been left alone ever since I started this. Well, I don't know that some of that's not even true. Now, could that all just be a bunch of gobbledygook? Well, yeah, it is a bunch of gobbledygook. But life is stranger than I ever imagined. Life has proven to me to be a mystery of infinite proportion. So, will I deny that Somehow I'm connecting to something in my dreams that tells me I've got something of purpose to do down here and it's time I get on the horse and get going? Well, no, cowboy, giddy up. So don't expect any inhibitions. I'll talk about anything, including the fact that my dreams are ordering me around and telling me what to do in my real life and that I'm following that instinct. That's kind of silly, right? But I have no inhibitions about anything anymore. I don't even understand inhibitions anymore. But I do understand profanity because I use it a lot. I use it all the fucking time. Uh, For more on that, see any of the previous episodes. You should expect prolific use and talk about drugs. You should expect to hear my dog snoring, drinking out of the toilet, eating dog bones, eating kibble, getting harassed by the cat. You should expect to hear the cat hissing, scratching and basically disinterested. And then you should expect me to sniffle, burp, cough, snot, loogie. If it can be done in a boy's locker room in high school, I'm going to do it. And I know that's gross, and I'm sorry. But I'm working on it. We all have ways we can be better. What I do bring that I don't think I have to work on is a solutions-oriented attitude. I have a good outlook of positive, upbeat, analysis. I'm respectful. My self-reflection is my self-reflection. I never tell people what I think they should be doing. So this isn't prescriptive. It is descriptive. It is my life. The weirdness that it was, the weirdness that it continues to be, and the outright lunacy that it appears to be for the next couple of years. Is that the same as your life? Probably not. But I know that we're all here trying to figure out what the fuck. This all means, and since I'm barely scratching the surface of that little Advent calendar, well, if you're sitting around at this point still listening to me, then I imagine you have as many conundrums that you're trying to scratch on your Advent calendar as I do. So, oh yeah, and I cry a lot. Being of emotional width and depth that literally feels limitless. When I start to teeter on the brink of emotional disruption, I don't hold back. Nor do I think you should. But that doesn't mean I want you to send me tapes of you crying. I do not. Uh, You should also expect to turn up your speed uh, meter on whatever your playback device is to something like 1.5, 1.75, or if you're a pro, I don't say 3.0 or 4 even is out of bounds. But that's on you. I just want to take as little time out of your life as necessary. And what time I do take, I do try to make a purpose. So I'm not here just to be goofy, although goofy I am here to be. All right, what the fuck, tinnitus? (laughs) My tinnitus has been out of control since Halloween. And yesterday, it was so bad that my left ear would be ringing with a kind of piercing distraction that I couldn't avoid. And as soon as I'd listen to it, it would switch to the right ear. And then as soon as I would hear it there, it would switch to the left ear. I mean, it was like a game of tag inside my own head. And it's even happening now. It just seems to... when When it's relentless, it seems to be... Unavoidable for the most part, I've lived with tinnitus my whole year. Phoebe, okay, Phoebe, Phoebe, ah, okay, you okay, you okay, come on, pause. Okay, I think my dog's okay, but Phoebe's an 11. and a half almost your Labradoodle who uh, at the age of 7 uh, started developing tumors across her body and now is like a Macy's Day balloon she's enormous and when she gets in an awkward position or one of her tumors is being pressed in an uncomfortable way she can be well she can react in pain and she just needs help so don't worry about her I asked for Phoebe. Hey, Boo. I asked for Phoebe to make it to her eleventh birthday, and she's made it well past. So, every day with Phoebe is a bonus because Phoebe's the best dog I've ever had, and will be missed when she's gone. All right, that's definitely not what I got on to talk about. So, I don't see anything on this list that says Phoebe. All right. Uh. Boy, I don't know if I want to talk about any of this stuff. I'm just not up for the depth that this requires. Uh, Is happiness an illusion? Can you be made happy? Can you be made sad? (sighs) See what I mean? That's some heavy shit, man. And certainly don't think that's going to work without about 13 bong hits to fucking grease the wheels. So maybe we'll just tackle one on the post box. I can't deliver all this mail, but I can at least deliver one letter. Uh huh. Nah. Uh well, this is this is at least interesting. Did I sell my soul for five bucks in a previous life? <laughs> Uh be good for you. um yeah, I might have I really came into this world thinking I didn't have a soul, like I was sure of it. I knew it. I thought souls were the dumbest concept ever now, I didn't come into this world thinking I wasn't connected to all living things, I believed in the force, but I thought the soul was silly because the soul implied some level of um, of cosmic intention that the chaotic universe I was manifested in couldn't support. So you want to tell me that we all have a soul. Well, in a soulless reality, that's awfully hard to buy. Of our soulless reality, obviously what I mean is If you don't believe you have a soul, well, guess what? You're not going to have one. It's like Peter Pan. You can... Oh, boy. You can only fly if you believe. If you believe. Do you believe you can fly? I believe, I believe. Good. Now jump off this building and prove it. (coughs) Well, I don't know if I believe that much. Okay, I will stop all the coughing. I am sorry for all that. That is just not feeling well, but if you don't believe in the soul and you don't want to jump out that building to prove it, <clears throat> well how are you going to come across the realization that you're in fact endowed with this eternal spirit of energy that we call a soul? How is that going to happen? Oh boy! That's a good question! Because for me... Uh, I'm sure if I were to relive my life and notice all the different ways that reality was trying to reveal that in fact I had fucked that one up, that I was wrong, that souls are part of the whole deal, regardless of how silly that seems, it's not as silly as my cat running around every night between 11 and midnight, scared of ghosts. What the hell is it, kitty? What is it? What does the 11 o'clock hour do to you? Why do you freak out? Anyhow... So, Kitty's in freak-out mode, Phoebe's awake, and uh, I'm under the weather. There's your mid-podcast update. Back to you, Dave. Oh, Dave called in sick ago. Fucking Dave. Alright. So then, how do I arrive in this reality convinced I don't have a soul? Like, swayed by no argument that I do. In fact... Become a professional skeptic, a Snopes.com debunker of anybody who wants to claim, Oh yeah, man, proof of a soul discovered in Argentina. More on page six. Bullshit. This story is deemed bullshit by me, soul. The only soul I know of is the godfather of soul, Mr. James Brown. Okay, I won't do any James Brown because I am not nearly funky enough. But rather than admitting it's too funky in here, what I want to say is I think in some ways I was so thick-headed about believing I was right that those aggravating dream figures that convinced me that somewhere out there is someone who needs to hear me connect to them. Well, they convinced me that I had flip-flopped the whole soul debate. And they were right. They have proven that they were right. So, how does it happen for you if you're a skeptic? I don't know. Go dream about some camel lionesses that'll slap you upside the head with some canoe paddles and then they'll give you the knowledge of... Body. Buddy, you got a soul. So then back to the original question. Did I sell my soul in a previous life for five bucks? Like Bart Simpson on a show called The Simpsons. (sighs) Well, that would explain how I got here completely unaware of the value inside me that a soul offers. See, for me, the reason it was so easy to dismiss is because that I had been convinced that fulfillment in this world was a matter of achievement in the 3D space reality in front of me. I didn't understand that most of what I was going to find mm, uh, imprintable or life-defining was going to be connections with other people and the growth of spiritual tranquility from within. I wasn't told any of that when I got here. I was told things like college degrees, cars with fancy names, houses with multiple floors, and lights that come on when you enter your garage by themselves, that all of those things were going to make me a happy person. Going to show me that I was worth a shit and that I should be fulfilled. External world fulfillment doesn't exist. I mean, it does, but it's always a complementary component to that which is springing from within. And I know I hate this shit, like, You can't believe in a soul, then you won't have one, but if you believe in a soul, you'll have one, and blah blah Uh, I hate that stuff. So, I I get why all of this is off-putting. I get why any of this sounds like the sort of new-age gobbledygook that isn't worth a nickel on a pamphlet in a Motel 6. But if it's true, why is it so hard to find this knowledge in our current time? Well, if I sold my soul in a previous life, maybe I don't deserve the knowledge. Maybe the struggle I've been through, self-imposed for the most part. Maybe that's the comeuppance for one who gave up on their soul in a previous incarnation. But hey, I'm not making that mistake around this time. So now can I get into heaven? No? How long's that list? Oh my God! That's gonna take forever. Good thing I have the time. Okay. What's going right? Huh. Honestly, a whole lot of shit. I am so settled from within that everything else feels like it can't really go wrong. But we'll get into that one a lot more in a bit. Because I could be wrong, right, about a lot of stuff. But what I'm not wrong about are the crop circles. I'd say January's project should be to try to find out what I can beyond just that crop circles movie that that one woman made that's terrific, by the way. Um, I will remember her name at some point in the future so I can give her the credit she deserves instead of this lackluster. Go look up that chick's crop circle movie and you'll be impressed by her like I was. Sorry for using the word chick. That That is a derogatory term toward women. I know it, and I'm better than that, so I'm pulling that one back, even though that's bullshit. I don't deserve forgiveness, I just deserve to do better. But, that chick's movie is terrific. Okay. Oh, and I messed up, Uh, I knew I was messing up the generational thing while I was saying it. Because I overlook the duh generation that you're born into, which is your generation's comparison to your parents. So your first generational, this is us, that's them, is obviously your parents. And they foist more of that on you than you ever uh, 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 return fire toward them. Uh, so, But they give you the very first concept of generational gap. And then your generational gap is reinforced over the course of the next two, three, whatever generations that you experience, to the point where, at some point, you wisen up to the entire cycle of influence that's being foisted on us generation to generation. And believe me, for every Lady Gaga, Madonna, or whomever is coming up next that fills the role, well, you start to understand that the roles being filled are never going away. It's the repeat story on repeat And we're here to play the role of the acquiescent, docile participant, I suppose. Okay, not that I'm advocating for revolution or anything. That's not the point. Back to that crop circles thing. So I'm going to figure out where swear words came from in December. I'm going to clean the litter box. Yeah, definitely going to do that. And I'm going to, what was the other thing? Uh, Be nicer, be kind something show up to work on time who knows but there is a third one but in january i'm gonna go deep on those crop circles because that mystery i've never really even allowed myself to get fascinated with and i know it's fascinating so let me fascinate you in the future all right bye bye smartphone (sighs) ha breaking up with t-mobile still feels so good i mean so good how does one's atheism bubble get threatened? How does it pop? Oh, man. There are all too many deep questions on this post office box. How does one's atheism bubble get threatened? <clears throat> that... Takes... Um... It takes... peace it takes a quieting of the tinnitus it takes centering oneself and balancing oneself it takes one wise enough to pull oneself back from the equation of thinking i'm smart enough to know everything to I'm wise enough to understand nothing, but experienced enough to appreciate everything. Atheism is a cold construct from which the idea of moral betterment or soul enrichment doesn't exist. I'm not saying that makes you want to be immoral, or that makes you believe you shouldn't be bettering yourself, but a deeper level of communication from within yourself occurs when you believe that those components matter, that in fact they're the vital reason to be here on planet Earth. So I don't know how your atheism bubble begins to wane, or at least leave gaps enough for you to think, am I wrong? But when it pops, much like any years, months, decades spent living as something other than yourself, you'll have that realization of, oh, how much time did I waste thinking I was the answer, when in fact, I don't even have the question